I know we're not the only ones that struggle with having quality time together. Yes. There's so many distractions out there. You hear that all the time. and But distractions are a big deal. And honestly, I think they creep into the area of sin. If they are keeping us from one another, if we are not stewarding our time and our covenant well. So we're here to talk about how to have intentional he loves that word. <laughs> how to have quality time, how to design and create that time together and the importance of it, uh, looking at it through biblical world, uh, biblical worldview, through the lens of scripture. Amen. And yeah, we'll see you on the other side. So this conversation today, again, comes from one of our, our oldies, but a goodie, I think. Uh, it's called Two is One. And it is a devotional. Probably shouldn't have done that, huh? <laughs> Never get it to focus. I in. know. Shoot. That's our first book we ever that wrote. That was our actually. first book. Yeah. Yes. And I would say he took most of the credit. I think I was having a baby or nursing. Or a baby something like or that. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. um, but I said, good job. Yes, these are good ideas. Here's some ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so we're taking this topic out of that book. It's a really great devotional. It's short, it gets to the heart of things, scripture, all the things. So before we do that. Yeah. If you've just started following Fierce Marriage, yeah. The Fierce Family. Uh, welcome, first and foremost. My name is Ryan. This is my lovely wife, Selena. We're the Fredericks. Mm-hmm. We have three daughters. We love them dearly. Eight years old, on down. And uh, yeah, our whole mission in life, apparently, and this <laughs> is by the grace of God, is to just encourage couples, encourage parents on the parenting side of what we do, mm-hmm. to live in full light of the gospel and to, and, and to in some sense, commission you mm-hmm. to then go out into the, into the discipleship relationships that you have, yeah. namely with one another, with your kids, uh, to live that out. So welcome. Uh, if you want to be a part of this, just leave a rating, leave a review. If you're listening to the podcast, leave a comment for the YouTube videos, mm-hmm. leave a question there. Subscribe. Uh, subscribe for sure. Smash the button as the kids say. And <laughs> uh, yeah, what else was I going to say? If uh, oh, if you want to be a partner with us mm-hmm. yeah, and, and actually help kind of uh, keep keep the sustainability of the ministry intact. We don't do ads, um, except for on YouTube. That's a, that's a thing on YouTube. But We don't have control um, of that one. Though. Yeah, so uh, go to fiercemarriage.com slash partner. That's how you can join arms with us. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to have you. Yeah, yeah you know, you, you made a little uh, comment. I don't like the word intentional. <laughs> and he feels it's redundant. I feel like it's redundant because like, if you're going to do something, like the, the fact that you're how doing is it, it is intentional. Intent, right, if you're doing it. Yes. But I think what you, what, the, what you mean, and I, I think the meaning is still good, and that's just me. I can go, get over it. Now, everyone who's watching this or hearing this is going to question when they say, let's just be intentional about this. <laughs> you're going to question it. I'm so sorry. So am I living my life you know, without intention? You have, Jen Wilkin. you have Jen Wilkin to thank for that because yeah. I listen to her podcast, and she She's the one who put that, incepted Uh-oh. that idea into my brain. Incepted. <laughs> um, but it's very true. Like the intent, we have to be uh, mindful, thoughtful about quality time because mm-hmm. what, what can happen is we can say, great, family night, we're all home together. Mm-hmm. And the default can so easily be we drift apart as yeah. a family, as a couple. You know, maybe we... we maybe, no actual interaction and conversations. Right. We're like, yeah, let's watch a movie, which is fine. We're totally great. We love watching movies. But we're not going to watch yeah. movies at the sake of like, okay, we're having, we're not connected. We need to first connect. Uh, our kids are out of hand. We need to like ring them, you know. Reel them in. Reel them in. Ring their Bring necks. Bring them in. I don't know. <laughs> Bring them in. Bring them close. Yeah. Uh, so again, we don't want this to just be the norm and our default of like, okay, well, we're all tired. So let's just sit down and do this like we do every night. I mean, there's just a lot of richness, I think, to be had in relationship, especially mm. with our marriage. So 
Last week we talked about laugh, listen, and love and how friendship and... That wasn't the title though. No. It was like fierce fun something or other. Or Did don't, you actually uh, Remember to have fun. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I is what it's called. You're joking about fierce fun. And I was like... Just don't go looking for laugh, listen, and love. Oh dear. On the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Yes. No. And it was a good time. We were laughing a lot. That's like what we like to do. So... Yeah. It's pretty fun. It's pretty That's fun to laugh. Like what we like. <laughs> it's okay. Oh Lord, help me. Uh, so laughter is important. Friendship is important in your marriage. But how can we even have friendship? How can we laugh together if we aren't actually spending any time together? And part of this conversation, I think, it, it really hits home for us because quality time is is how I feel loved. Quality time. I mean, I like acts of service. I've grown into loving that and gifts. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> quality time I, I mean the gifts mean nothing if we haven't spent any time together right <laughs> so we just want to talk about that and I think that scripture always makes the case it doesn't say it doesn't say like how do you spend quality time together with your spouse how do you spend quality time as a family no but the bible talks about time and what it is mm. and how it's a tool and how yes it like it it shows us I think how finite we are it shows us our limits uh, which is good because we yeah. need to be limited. God is the only one who can handle the ability of being unlimited, omnipotent, omniscient, all the omnis. Yeah. So I think I, I, we're going to get into some really cool scriptures here that you've you've mined out of the Bible. Uh, but I think in terms of um, the the call to discipleship and what what does that imply to say as as a couple we are to have a, a certain level of oneness and mm-hmm. unity that are scripturally founded. I mean, that, you know, to become one flesh, that whole thing. And then the mandate uh, into discipleship mm-hmm. that implies and includes and is and come comes along with the baggage of you can't disciple somebody superficially. You can't disciple. You can't be discipled superficially. Right. You can't disciple somebody uh, in just a few moments a day. Yeah. You can't be discipled like this. There's this. There's, there's death. Look at Jesus's disciples. Yeah. They were with him 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, the being away was the exception. So I think there is something to be had in just looking at discipleship and saying, if I am called to become one flesh, you know, we are one flesh as a, as Mm -hmm. a couple, but I'm called to sharpen and serve you as a, as a fellow heir with Christ. Mm -hmm. Uh, then there's implications to that mandate. So I find that helpful to think of it in those terms. Like I'm not just doing it because I just you know, it, I do want to get along with you. I do want to have a good friendship <laughs> with you. I do want to show you that I love you. I do want those things, yeah. but I also, I also want to do those things in light of this, this eternal calling that I have as a husband to be a discipler and a disciple of you. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So having that quality time, I think feeds into that ability or that, uh, yeah. openness in the margin for discipleship. So talking about how can we design our time? How can we make each other a priority? Um, more often than not, I think now more than ever, we're struggling. Like that sentence, that was a lot of words. <laughs> we struggle with distractions. We are going this way. We're going that way. We get on Instagram to look up something and then up, oh, we're lost. <laughs> like that happens to us. Happened five minutes ago. Five minutes ago, right? <laughs> we're like, oh, something is just, it, we're just like squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. And I think that the Lord has always called us back to say, okay, like, Focus. Remember, you don't have to look all these different ways, right? Mm. We go to scripture to inform, to instruct, to give us boundaries, to teach us how to love God well, to how to know him, to know yeah. who we are in him. We're limited beings. Um, and so 
we don't, again, see the Bible saying, okay, here's how you spend quality time with your spouse. But we do see the Bible talking about time and priorities and how priorities are a indicator of your time, of what you value in, mm-hmm. in, your, in your time spent. So I have been going through a Bible reading plan, and I was in Haggai. 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 I wouldn't want to say Haggai. No one knows. Haggai. <laughs> I think it's Haggai. Two yeah. chapters, minor prophet. It was one of those like 6 a.m. mornings, and I'm like, oh, Lord, can't I just read like Ephesians or Galatians or, or Philippians? Or a psalm. Something or something like a minor. Okay, <laughs> That's my fine. go-to. I'm a tired, minor prophet. And the Lord is so good to just blow my mind, okay? Blow my mind. In terms of, okay, so you're talking about the Haggai, the prophet, the minor, minor prophet. prophet. Yes. Uh, there's practical application in this book, and I want to read this quote. He draws attention to common problems most people face even today. Uh, he asks us to examine our priorities to see if we are more interested in our own pleasures uh, than doing the work of God, right? Mm. And so, again, if we stop and think, okay, pleasures, what are those, how would I define that? How would I define those selfish desires? Um, you would have to know yourself and fill that in. But then doing the work of God, well, the work of the Lord is not always out there yes we are Hmm. called to be missionaries yes we are called to evangelize but the work of god is is discipleship in our own home it's it's a working on our covenant it's working on our marriage um i would argue that that is a priority right uh the second thing in in haggai is to reject a defeatist attitude when we run into opposition Hmm. or discouraging circumstances no doubt if you guys have not been connecting and there's been no time spent together, you're, it's going to feel discouraging at that first, I think, moment of trying to yeah. connect. We've had a lot of frustrating moments, right? Um, but once again, we see in Haggai, if you read chapter 1, verses 4 through 6, he says, consider your ways, consider your ways, consider your ways. It's this constant, like, evaluate your ways, consider your ways. Hmm. The Israelites at this time were being called to rebuild the temple. And it wasn't, it was after Solomon's temple was defeated. Um, the Lord is calling them out. He's saying, you have, your homes are in order and look at mine, it's in shambles. So it's a call to priorities. Uh, and I think there's just a theme. I think there's of course application, right? To the human heart. We want to kind of take care of our own stuff and, 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 and then we'll take care of, you know, God's things, but really like, well, the thing that comes to mind with with that whole idea of like, look, your household and your home's in order, but mine is in shambles. Mm. And in modern marriages, you know, we're not necessarily going to go help build the church down the road. Maybe you are physically going to help build the church down the road. <laughs> but how this could look is, uh, look, your career is just buzzing along, isn't it? Like mm. your career, everything you hope for is happening. You got the house, you, you know, you're, you got your goals in line. You got, you know, whatever that thing is. And but your faith, like your faith has been completely on the back burner. Your relationship with God has been completely discounted to the point where, you know, it's rare for you to get mm. into his word. Like we're Christian people. We should live in scripture. In the scripture. Mm-hmm. And so, but if, if that's not the case, then this, this passage to me is a check in my spirit mm-hmm. that says, if every other aspect of your life is in order, quote unquote, A, that's by the grace of God. So, you, you know, recognize that. Mm-hmm. B, at what expense is that causing, is that order causing mm-hmm. disorder in another part of my of my life? Namely, maybe, maybe our marriage, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, you Time know, I, I got, together, I'm going yeah. for that promotion. I, I'm going for it yeah. or whatever the thing is. And you're saying, good job, I guess. But when, when am I going to have my husband back? Right. When am I going to get time? Yeah. When are we going to get time yeah. together? You know? And it's a question of, <clears throat> of, you know, again, whose house are you building and why, So chapter 1, verse 7, Thus the Lord of hosts, consider your ways, 
Go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house that I may take pleasure in it and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. God wants his glory. Ryan always says that God wants his, he wants glory. That is just who he is. That can sound very selfish, right? That can sound like it's narcissistic or self-centered, but no, God created us for his glory and and we are benefic- beneficiaries just, of it, like his good because of his glory. Like, I, Yeah, I always say it. the picture I love is I'm being awash in God's sovereign quest for his own glory yes, right yes and because of that like i get to be participant i get to be a participant yes. in it uh i think just on that thought because people do bristle at the thought of god wanting his own glory mm-hmm. here's the thing he only he deserves glory mm-hmm. so for him to give glory any, anywhere else would be for god to be idolatrous <laughs> yeah he must by necessity glorify himself only right as a result he loves us but it doesn't glorify us in that sense. Um, well, and in one of my like journal entries here, I was just reminiscing and thinking and meditating on, okay, God wants his own glory. He He knows and created us to bring him glory mm-hmm. in the best order, the best, the most thriving and flourishing and eternal way for us to live in the here and now uh, is in a way that brings him glory. And so time spent together, time spent connecting, time spent... Um, building our friendship, laughing together, mm. working through the hard things, like that is being bringing glory to God. That is showing the world that I value and prioritize my husband over whatever else might be pulling at my time, that I, I value this covenant that we're in. And yes, there's everything's going to pull at that priority. Everything's going to want to take that place. I mean, there's a thousand things waiting to get into that position of, mm. of value and of who he is. But So can I ask you this? Yes. At what point um, does that scale tip too far to where yeah. now we maybe have a unhealthy codependence sure. on one another at what point like there's no hard and fast rule like spend you know spend five hours a week quality time with your spouse then anything more is you're idolizing your spouse anything less you're neglecting your spouse <laughs> right i think the point i'm trying to draw out here is it takes discernment and uh correct ordering of our love and mm-hmm. only you can know at what point you've fallen off the rails yeah. and and then your duty believer is to just repent of mm-hmm. it to, to recognize it repent of it turn from it and then uh look to christ uh and ask the holy spirit to help you um live that out so i just don't want there's two sides to that like yeah i, could, I could as a husband absolutely. be un, in an unhealthy place right i'm just so needy that i you're no now you're having to neglect potentially other things that god's calling you right. to do because i'm right. just being high maintenance for lack of a better term <laughs> so there's there's a a, a healthy interdependence and if it gets if you get too far on the independent side that's a red flag if you yeah. get too far on the codependent side that's a red right. flag it's interdependence right and we need the holy spirit we need to walk in the spirit right the holy spirit mm-hmm. has got to lead and discern and counsel and teach us uh there's a few more ways i think that it might take too much time to go into um the big thing i think that i wanted us to see in Haggai was god was saying examine your ways look at my house like where how am i being pushed to pushed to the side in how you live i my house is in shambles mm. i need glory i not he doesn't need he doesn't need glory he deserves glory um but when we live in a way that glorifies him our lives we benefit from that yeah, that absolutely. ordering of, of living absolutely um and he, it's also i can i think we can move on to the next point of this it's also a warning to the people right mm. to heed god's word we see that all throughout scripture um like, bet you remember, didn't expect this in a quality time quality time episode. <laughs> I did not. Yeah, listener, scripture. Man. Yeah, it gets well, you. 
heeding, yeah, it's a warning to heed God's words. And how, what does that have to do with quality time? Um, well, there's a good passage here. Ephesians 5, uh, verses 15 through 17. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are mm. evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand the will of, what the will of the Lord is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that um, That's an interesting passage, and uh, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. So I know that the, the will of the Lord. No, that I mean, making the best use of the time. Oh, that, right. To me, that's what we're talking about here, quality time. Now, the word behind that is uh, it's it's chronos, I believe. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's the Greek word chronos, which has to do with incremental time, so like seconds, minutes, hours, that sort of thing. Yeah. No, that's that's so the word behind this. Sorry, chronos is incremental time, but incremental. the word behind this is is kairos. Kairos. So kairos is more of a a, a broader breadth of time, so like an age. So make the best use of this current present kind of cultural moment that we're in. Right. So I don't know, COVID well, comes to mind with that. I know everybody's talk, tired of talking about that, but we had a two hour mo- Kairos <laughs> moment of, wow, we're, we're two hour we're, or two we're, year, two year, excuse me. We had a two year uh, cultural moment where yeah. we had a lot of time together. So did we make good use of that or did, did yeah. it make good use of us? <laughs> yes. Yes. And then when you're talking, when he says, but understand what the will of the Lord is, like what we're supposed to do. So Nahum chapter six, verse eight, he has told you, O oh man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. He's asking the people like, this is what you're supposed to do. This is mm. this is God's will for us, right? I mean, it was for the Israelites. Again, we can glean having Jesus come. We can we safely can take, apply that to yes, our lives, I think. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So now help me connect the lines here because this is Selena's master rundown here. What does that have to do with quality time? And how does that mean that I'm going to be more intentional with my time (laughs) and I'm going to design my time with you? So how do I connect that passage to our marriage? I think that, again, are we seeking the pleasures? Am I seeking my own time, my own pleasures, Mm. things that are going to make me feel good, look good, do good, be good, right? Is this going to elevate me and puff me up? And is it all about me? Mm. Or am I actually walking humbly underneath the authority of scripture, understanding the order of priority of how I'm supposed to love, who I'm supposed to love first, and who I'm supposed to be serving, yeah. loving, <laughs> giving, uh, humbly, you know, and connecting with. I mean, designing time to connect with you, creating yeah. that. We call that creating margin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think it also so serves again. the purpose of designing well time. Well done. Good answer. I, I, um, I wouldn't have been able to answer that articulately, but while you were talking, I thought of this. <laughs> Just to, again, add to what you're saying. <laughs> I was listening to what you're saying, but... <laughs> no, I couldn't have done it what you said. Sweet, the way, yes. I couldn't have said the way you said it. Um, think of it like this. It says to do justice, right? Mm-hmm. Is it justice for a husband to neglect his wife of mm-hmm. the love that he's he's commanded to give her? Mm-hmm. That's that's an injustice to you if I yeah. love you, if I don't love you well. Yeah. And so, uh, I don't know, that's... We don't often think of love in those terms. Like, I am being unjust to you. right. And I'm, when I'm stacking the deck in my own favor because I'm being selfish or I'm just being whatever. So well, and words have taken on new meanings, yeah. <laughs> the, like words like justice, right? When the de- the very definition. I mean, if you look up, I always ask him now, like, what is this in Greek and what does this actually mean? <laughs> because it's not when I read it, I can't read what my modern day idea of justice might be. Maybe it is part of it is biblical, but I, I can guarantee it's probably very tainted with, you know, 2020 to the year 2022 and whatever I'm 
what yeah. culture and narrative I'm in right now. I, I you got to filter through some of that stuff. Um, Psalm ninety twelve is one of our most favorite verses that yeah. we we really do live by. It's teach us to number our days so that we may get a heart of wisdom. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Well, numbering our days. I mean, no one knows we're going to die, but you know, uh, but you know that uh, not every day is guaranteed. Right. And you know, you're called to live today in full obedience and um, reverence for God. So, so as believers, what do we know? We know that we're finite human beings. We know that we have a limited time, Mm -hmm. energy, uh, resources. We are married. If you're married, right? We know that for a fact. We're in covenant uh, that reflects God and Christ and His bride, the Church. (laughs) And the the Dwight. Uh, We know that we are supposed to prioritize Mm -hmm. the time and steward the time well. As mm. if we're cultivating, like as if we're, you know, farmers cultivating this land or uh, mm. gardeners. I mean, the Bible often likens the relationship of marriage to cultivating a garden. Mm-hmm. So how are we, evalu- we got to evaluate our relationship. Again, we don't think m- distractions are bad. Like I don't think, we don't think movies are bad or entertainment. Again, filter through what you watch. We are questioning two hours spent watching a movie or two hours connecting with your spouse because you guys have not connected in a long, long, long time. Yeah, that's good. It shouldn't substitute, th- those sorts of things should never be a substitute for connection. They should supplement the connection. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, we, yeah, if, if you're in a bad spot, like like do the do the adult thing, frankly, yeah. and recognize you're in a bad spot and and find the time to address it yeah. lovingly and, and carefully and yeah, and so on and so forth. So. We have four, we should have come out in the gate with this, but here we are again, four ways to eliminate distraction to help you design your intentional time together. Yeah. So the first one is, da, da, da. <laughs> need some updating, I think. It's going to, yeah, it's going to be a, anyway, schedule distraction free time. That was a big build up. That for not was a, whole a lot. big one. <laughs> well, scheduling. Okay, I think of either like once a day or once a week or once a month. What are yeah. those? Those probably probably look different. Yeah, I think the the scheduling piece speaks to the prioritizing of yeah. it because you just kind of think it's going to happen by default, and then two weeks it have, two weeks have gone by, and you've a month not goes by. Really had a conversation beyond logistics of your life, right. and maybe a few passing you know, encouragements here, mm-hmm. there, but like scheduling that dis- distraction free time to a connect, to minister to one another. Mm-hmm. Like I think husbands and wives forget that you can be your husband, your husband's, your wife's biggest encourager. You can encourage them in the Lord mm-hmm. and say, I see God doing this in you. Is God, God's at work, isn't he? Like, tell me about that. What's he doing? I have really seen this Im- improvement in you. I've noticed that you've been carrying yourself with more confidence when you you know, discipline the girls or when you go out, go throughout your day. We yeah. have daughters, if in case you didn't know what that reference was too. <laughs> um, so you can be encouraged, but if you don't ever have the bandwidth to stop and think and, and kind yeah. of marinate in, yeah, <laughs> say like with one another, <laughs> just maybe if, in, if you're in a hot tub, maybe you call that marinating. I don't know. <laughs> just, I think it's, yeah, I think you just got to set some parameters. Yeah. I was reading a book about, uh, from a mom and they're, they're writing in like, how do I get my kids to like stay in bed at night? And I just can't, it's like you, tr- they're trying to tackle all these things, but they're so tired at night. They don't want to like face the problem head on. And like, just how we probably get tired of like, oh, to like prioritize each other one more time. How's this going to work? Start with one thing for the week. Okay. Just start with one thing. Hey, hmm. every day. When the kids go to bed, before we do anything else, we're going to have a 10-minute conversation. We can set a timer, do whatever that helps you kind of just 
prepare mm-hmm. and carve out that time. Uh, we're going to do a check-in. We're going to talk about what our day was like. And before you know it, I guarantee you an hour has gone by. You feel more connected. You might even get to have some, you know, mommy, daddy time. Because <laughs> usually it leads to that. <laughs> Let's just be honest. So, but don't feel it. Don't, no pressure. You know, that's just first things first. Connect, connect, okay. connect. Uh, no comment. No comment. <laughs> Uh, I have, so sometimes breaking the ice is helpful in those moments. Yeah. And I, I've, I wanted to ask you this question, Selena, you're not ready for this, but if you have to give up, give up one of these things, okay. Flour, eggs, uh, sugar, or, uh, I don't know. Shoot, there's another one. Nuts. What did I put? Yeah. What was the other one? Flour, eggs, sugar, and something else. Salt. No, no, that one's too easy. I don't know. Of those three or dairy. There you go. Milk. Flour. What would you give up? Eggs. Anyway, don't answer it now. Okay. I'm just saying, maybe answer at the end. Think about it. <laughs> That's a question, you, icebreaker, right? Because who thinks about these things? Maybe you're, maybe you can't have any of those things. I don't know. <laughs> Point is, is uh, it's it, it, sometimes you, you're intimidated because you're like, we haven't connected. I'm kind of frustrated with them, yeah. and, and and that kind of gets you back to your friendship. Um, There's all kinds of conversation cards and tools you can look yeah. up as well to kind of get the ball yeah. rolling. Yeah. Okay. Number two, four ways to eliminate distraction and uh, distraction and, and design your time. Number two is. Share a table once a day. Uh, What do you mean by that? Uh, Eat meals together whenever possible. I think it is easy for us to just kind of grab our food and go. Mm -hmm. Or, ah, the young one needs to eat now. You guys can eat later. Like making it so we all sit together all at the same time. Uh, There's not a lot of families that continue to do that without TV on, without some sort of distraction. Like sitting, having a meal together at least once a day. Sweet. I think we'll... It occurred to me that you're, we're still going off the devotional that I wrote. <laughs> so I'm like, I asked you what you med, meant by that. It's okay. It's a long time ago. I should have asked myself. Okay. Uh, third one is get comfortable with silence. Mm. I think silence can make us feel uneasy, but it doesn't have to. Just learn mm. to like it and learn to be okay with it. That's good. <laughs> Sounds harsh. <laughs> but get comfortable with Just it. Get over it. Well, because some of our... Like some of our best moments and some of the most memorable things and greatest conversations, I think, have happened when we're just kind of sitting and being together. I mean, I remember one of our anniversaries. We were, um, I was super pregnant. It was our 10-year anniversary. And I was like, oh, I had all these exotic dreams of like, let's go travel somewhere and do all these things. Well, I'm like super, super pregnant with our first daughter. So uh, we were living in Southern California at the time and we decided to go to Santa Barbara. And it was probably one of our best anniversaries. All we did, guys, was sit on the beach all day. We went to the store, got snacks, had our books, sat on the beach all day. We got in the water when we got hot and we came back and we didn't even say a lot to each other. We were just together. And the the weather wasn't great. It It wasn't. It was pretty overcast, as I recall, and foggy. Yes, but it was so wonderful to just be together. And I felt like there was just room to breathe and room to think and then room to just conversate as as needed it was the calm before the storm that is parenthood (laughs) (laughs) and we're still in it yep okay number four is get outside speaking of getting outside so uh, sometimes just a quick walk will will do wonders um or you know a change of scenery does a lot for my heart yeah and it does a lot for our hearts Mm -hmm. collectively as a family as a as a married couple and so that was kind of the early years of our marriage that was the primary way that we connected um before kids, when we had nine to five jobs, um, we would a lot of times pick up on a Friday afternoon and just go, go somewhere and for see night, where the yeah. wind took us. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. And we would maybe camp. We would maybe find some, you know, small town hotel. Mm-hmm. Usually we'd go to some body of water because we live in the Northwest on the Puget Sound. So we love going to the water, the ocean and whatnot. 
Um, I love little kind of sleepy little ocean towns. Mm-hmm. Um, but and obviously you can't do that every day. But um, even just going on a walk at a different place, mm-hmm. not just around your neighborhood, but a park or something can, can do wonders. It can. Or, um, you know, go for a jog if you're a, if you're a psychopath. I don't know. <laughs> I like jogging. Selena's a, a runner. A jogger. I'm not a runner. Don't say that. Okay. Yeah, that, I guess that I like to have run sometimes. <laughs> I've been known to run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So running together and even doing like, um, you know, picnics outside. Mm-hmm. You know, even take maybe yeah. take a bottle of wine and and just sit under a tree and just chat. Mm-hmm. Or you know, I don't know, take bottled water. If that's your thing. <laughs> Point is, is get outside, do something fun together. Yes. And you know what? And based on everything we've been talking about, you can do that unto the glory of God, not mm-hmm. not just for the good of your marriage, but yes. unto the glory of God. There's purpose yes. in it. It's it's imbued with this purpose that is eternal. Right. In just those tiny moments, they're eternal moments in a sense when we're doing them with the idea of stewarding the way God has called us to steward and loving the way He's called us to love, mm-hmm. and prioritizing in a countercultural way the way He's called us to prioritize. So, all of this, I, I contend, makes very little sense outside of who God is mm-hmm. outside of who, who scripture has told us he is and who's and who scripture told us Jesus was and what scripture tells us Jesus did. And so if you're watching this and you're, you're listening to this and you are not familiar with mm-hmm. the story of scripture, with the gospel, we're here to tell you that there is an amazing story, mm-hmm. the good news of, of God who condescended into flesh, became flesh for us, uh, lived a perfect life that we couldn't live, died the death that we should have died, and didn't stay dead. Mm. He was resurrected into new life, and he will resurrect us into new life. Friends, this is reality. It's mm-hmm. not fairy tale. It's not supernatural. It's supernatural, but it's not pretend. It's real. It's real. Yes. And there's all sorts of evidence for it. I invite you to, to look that up. If you just want to know what the gospel means for you, or what it could mean for you, we have a website we've set up just for you. It's thenewsisgood.com. That's thenewsisgood.com. Dot com. It lays everything out in pretty simple terms and it gives you some next steps. So we want to invite you into that. We want to invite you into the family of God. I'm telling you, the water's fine. Mm. The view's incredible. God is good. And all of this is possible. Our marriage is possible because Christ made it mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Without him, we would be divorced 10 times over. Um, and not because of Selena, because of me. And probably another 10 because of her. <laughs> so the point is, we love you. In, in a very real sense and we want to invite you into the kingdom of God so mm-hmm. with that let's pray and uh, yeah we'll be done Jesus I thank you um, thank you that you've given us yourself that you've um, paid the price so that we might know you God I thank you that you've called us into this wonderful gift of marriage you've allowed us to know one another in marriage I pray for um, the couples that are struggling to connect they're struggling to find time they're struggling to, to get these priorities ordered in a way that uh, is going to be aligned with the convictions that you've placed in their heart. Lord, I pray that you would help them find the next step, whatever that is, just help them to do the next right thing, to get on the right path um, as a means of glorifying you more more greatly and also connecting more deeply with their spouse. Mm-hmm. Lord, if they're feeling hopeless, be their hope. If they're feeling anxious, be their peace. Um, and if they're feeling like uh, there's no way forward, um, Lord, faithfully lead and we will follow. In Jesus' name, thank you. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, yeah, this episode of Fierce Marriage is... In the can. Yeah, that was a weird way to say it for me. but it's okay. Anyway. Uh, thank you for listening. If you want, again, if you want to partner with us, go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage or fiercemarriage.com slash partner, and that'll get you to the same spot. We'd be honored to have your partnership there. But other than that, uh, we will see you again in about seven days. So until next time. Stay fierce.